You're listening to the Ideal Life Club podcast, episode 35. Welcome to the Ideal Life Club podcast, where it's all about fast-tracking your ideal life. Join your host, life coach, and author of The Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Hey there, Michelle here, and welcome back to the Ideal Life Club podcast. One of my goals for this podcast is to share real life stories of women who have overcome challenges to live their ideal life or help others to do just that. My aim with these interviews is to inspire you to find your passion, step out into your power, set yourself exciting goals, and know that you have the strength inside you to overcome your challenges and start living your ideal life. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Kirsten Rees to the show, not only because she helps business owners and other authors like me to make sense of the craziness in our heads and get it into a book we can share with the world, but also because her own business journey is one that I find very inspiring and I think you're going to love it too. Kirsten is now a coach for authors, a book editor, and the founder of Make Me a Success. But her work life didn't start there. In fact, as you'll hear in our interview, Kirsten took a while to find her passion. And when she did, she still had a lot of things to figure out as she built her business. Plus, she had a series of incredible challenges in her personal life that she had to cope with at the same time. In this interview, you'll hear about the mindset struggles Kirsten had to overcome, the medical diagnosis that changed her life, the habits that helped keep her balanced and successful, and why she had to create her own support community that she can call on when times get tough. And if you feel like you have a book inside you that's just waiting to come out, you won't want to miss Kirsten's great tips for getting started. They are golden. You'll find all the links for connecting with Kirsten in the show notes at michellereevescoaching.com forward slash 35. So welcome to the show, Kirsten. I'm really excited to have you uh, joining us today because, well, one, you help business owners and other authors just like me to make sense of the craziness that comes out of our heads and onto paper. But two, because your own personal journey in your business is one I think that will be so inspiring to my listeners. So for anyone listening that doesn't know you, I'd love to start by asking you to give me a little bit of a background into Make Me a Success, your business, and how you got started, because you haven't always run your own business, have you? No. um, In fact, I had a very, very normal um, upbringing with a very normal family and they all have nine to five jobs. They all have really regular um, careers. And I left school, went to college, was planning to become a teacher, which funnily enough, I kind of ended up doing in a a completely different way. Um, And I've met a few really successful authors and and they said the same thing to you. You do become a teacher in a way. Um, You share your words, you share your thoughts and, and people will resonate with your stories and and, you know listen to them and maybe feel inspired or feel better or or just feel that you know like we were talking about before that you don't feel alone in in the struggles that you're going through as well so I uh, went to university and really 
didn't enjoy what I was doing. So I quit, packed up, moved abroad, um, bounced around most through my 20s. I had so, so, so many jobs that my mother despaired that I would never get a career because no one would want to hire me. And <laughs> and then I just I just kept working and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I was um, in a job where I was working in sales. I was doing really well. I was doing so well that they actually ran out of bonuses to give me. Um, they brought out a company car and I couldn't drive. So <laughs> I uh, was, was sort of sitting, standing in the car park looking at this beautiful shiny car going, right, you know, they've run out of things to give me. I'm obviously good at sales. How can I make more money for myself? How can I have a job where I don't feel terrible every Sunday night and every Monday morning and I felt like my soul was like slowly burning away every Monday when I was going in and selling um, products that I didn't want to sell that you know people needed but didn't really want and uh, I decided to quit and moved abroad again went traveling in Asia and South Africa and Singapore stayed with friends family um, and did some amazing activities and adventures and then when I came back I was full of plans and excitement and I was going to launch a writing career didn't know how had absolutely no clue how to launch a business but I um, went to a few different networking events and, and signed up, registered with HMRC, had a five minute phone call and they hung up and I was like, right, okay, <laughs> what next? Um, so probably one of the many, many people that have Googled how to launch a business on, on Google and overwhelmed with all the information that's out there um, and just kind of went to it, just tried to get started. And, I, and originally I was a copywriter for many years and uh, I've actually done copywriting for employers and through my own business um, going on nearly a decade I've been storytelling and writing content and moving commas and, and deleting the word that <laughs> it's overused um, <laughs> and it wasn't until one of my clients said have you ever edited a book and a light bulb went on I love books I love reading um, Belle and Beauty and the Beast was my favorite Disney princess I love libraries and bookshops um, so I proofread her book and then I realized that that was I guess my calling um, working with authors so I started doing workshops with authors and coaching and editing and I've now, um, I've been tracking how many words I've been edited for the last few years and it's, I'm up to 4.7 million words. Uh, wow. And uh, which is crazy. It's, I know it's more than that, but at least since I've started tracking it, I have won and been nominated for a couple of awards. I've written my own books that are now being repackaged and re-edited and I'm going to be published um, by the end of this year and next year is going to be six in total. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible journey, but there's also been some scary times and difficult times and some struggles um, and trying to run a business when you're the one that's bringing in your own income while you're going through difficult things. Um, it's, it's incredibly hard because you don't have a safety net of, you know, paid leave or sick leave or anything like that. And uh, yeah, it was difficult, especially literally sort of going into the first couple of years of business. I had a lot of difficult um, experiences with family and friends and um, illness and uh, had to sort of pick myself up at the floor and felt like I was running into walls quite a few times. <laughs> so yeah, it's been up and down, um, mostly up, but uh, yeah, I'm here. It's uh, going into 2020 with lots of big plans to grow my business and I'm excited so yeah such an amazing 
such amazing story, Kirsten. There's, you know, you've been on such a journey, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, that will really resonate with them because we do have, you know, a twisty, turny path often through life to find our calling. But I love that you, you know, you really stepped into that passion and found what you love and have turned that into a business. It's just amazing. But it, like you say, it can be quite hard to motivate yourself when yes. you're, you know, when you're working for yourself. So what do you do or what, what have you done to motivate yourself towards those goals? Um, one of the things that I've done, and it's actually quite new to me this year, is I created a vision board. And I very much was, although I'm a dreamer, I'm a creative, I very much was one of those people who kind of said vision board with a bit of a cringe um, a few years ago. And uh, I've really this year had to sort of sit down and look at my mindset and look at what's working, what's not working. So um, in January, I created this lovely board. I'm not a cut out and paste person. I'm not crafty at all. So I printed things off the internet. I um, made things nice and neat and um, pinned them onto a beautiful rose gold um, vision board. So it was very much making it my own and not something that I was going to add to my stress the thought of cutting things at magazines and, and gluing them on and that just wasn't going to work for me so I'm always a problem solver if I want something done but I don't know how to do it or I want something done but I'm not necessarily good at the way it's traditionally done then I want to try and find an alternative way that's going to be useful valuable and not add to my stress so I did that that was 21 goals and I've worked through a, quite a massive amount of them actually um got quite a few still to go by the end of the year and I also worked with a confidence coach a few years back. And one of the tips she gave me, she originally wanted me to write it down because she's big on journaling and handwriting things. Um, I did that initially, but I then transferred it into a Google Drive because I wanted these things accessible to me when I was out and about. And I have these files filled. One is an achievement file and it's filled with all the positive achievements that I have um, managed to achieve really in the last few years and it's small things huge things you know my business awards um writing my first book um getting my first client it's all kind of things that I'm really really proud of and then the other one is things that people have said about me um that could be client reviews testimonials friends family anything nice that someone has said to me I've said listen can you text that to me can you whatsapp it um do you mind if I share that and I've put it in my little folder and these are really great for if I'm going into a big meeting with a client that I really want um, or if I'm putting myself forward for an award or if I'm doing something that I really want to happen and I'm trying to manifest it um, and I need confidence and I need a boost. And I, I look through those two folders and I also have a playlist um, actually several playlists so there's my confidence playlist there's my um, happiness playlist and so on and different moods that I want to be in um, so if I'm going into the city to an event um, I run an event every Thursday for example um, and it's all women in business um, we co-work together and I want to feel confident and positive when I walk into that because a lot of those women rely and lean on me for um, positivity and for um, not necessarily mental health therapy but just a, um, a very relaxed version of that of sort of coming in and needing a positive space to, to work so I put on my power track I put on my headphones and I strut out off the train and I march like it's a catwalk and I head into that event with my head held high and it works every single time um, so just sometimes small things like that really can work and make a difference I love that. I love that you put on your power track and you yeah. strut. Yes. That is just awesome. I have a very similar thing. I have an inspirational playlist and 
I have to admit, I use it in the gym to get me mm-hmm. going because sometimes I do need. <laughs> uh, yes, <a> <laughs> we all need that. <laughs> um, but no, I absolutely love that. And I love um, that you also use the vision board. I'm a big fan of vision boards, but absolutely you have to make them work for you. There's lots of different ways of doing them. And just as an aside, if you haven't already listened to episode 27, guys, I take you through step by step how to create your own vision board. And there is also a freebie there that you can download in that episode. So go check that one out, episode 27. So Kirsten, when you worked with your coach, the having those files, the achievement file and things people have said about you, that's so brilliant and a great way to overcome some of the major mindset challenges that we can all struggle with when we're trying to hit our goals. Generally, it's I don't know about you, but it's generally I find with my clients when we're trying to step outside of our comfort zone, when we're trying to start something new, which is essentially what our goals are all about, that's when the mindset struggles really begin. So what what kind of mindset struggles have you had and how have you managed to overcome them? I think initially in the beginning of launching my business, it was um, imposter syndrome, which is really commonly spoke about right now which is great um I've also just been on a retreat um a few months ago and we talked a lot about imposter syndrome particularly as women in business um because we're quite often especially going into meetings or corporate companies when I was doing copywriting even now a lot of my clients they are male so quite often we're the only women walking into the room and sort of stepping up into that light and being the expert in the room is very new to me um, as, as an editor, as a copywriter, as, as a business owner. Um, even after all these years, um, it was my last job was 2010. So I've been doing this a while and there are still moments that I have where I think, am I the right person for this? You know, should I be the one that's in this room? And, and you know what, I've earned the right to be in these rooms I've earned the right to step into the spotlight and to put myself forward for these awards and win these awards and I have um but there are still moments and I think we all go through that um this retreat I was at had quotes from Michelle Obama um and all these incredible actresses and and famous women who all feel exactly the same as we do you know our normal lives and our normal jobs and um, so we're definitely not alone there um the Beginning of my business journey, I launched pretty much out of necessity with, although I wanted a career in writing, um, I developed fibromyalgia, which is a, um, a condition that is an invisible condition. Uh, Lady Gaga has it and Morgan Freeman, and uh, it's inflammation in the joints that causes pain throughout the body, um, exhaustion, tiredness, fatigue, and uh, basically wipes you out sometimes <laughs> for a few days. So it's something I didn't know I had and the doctors didn't know what it was. And it really took a few years of tests and and sort of striking things off the list that I didn't have in a process of elimination to figure out. So there was a lot of years of going back and forth to doctors and hospital appointments and consultants and being told all kinds of scary things that they didn't know how long I would live. I might end up in a wheelchair. Um, There was all kinds of things that were said very much in passing comment by the doctors and consultants. But when you're sitting in that chair hearing these things, it's terrifying because you don't know which one might be the, the truth and which one you know might not. <laughs> um, so that was quite a few years of going back and forth and, and being very stuck in not knowing who I was, what I was, what I was capable of, what I wasn't capable of. And there were a lot of I'm not capable of moments. Um, and then not too long after I finally, we finally figured out what was wrong with me. I 
hit quite a few other walls in my life. Um, my dad developed cancer and unfortunately we lost him. It's just been the two year anniversary. Um, just before he was diagnosed, I found a lump in my own breast and because he was going through lots of tests at the time, thankfully I was rushed into the hospital and we discovered that it was okay and it wasn't anything too serious. Um, but going through those kind of two things at the same time, again, was, was quite scary, especially when I already had gone through several years of health issues. Um, and then my mother and I were actually in a car accident. Someone ran into the back of us and I have a little scar on my forehead, which I call my Harry Potter scar. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then not too long after that, um, my mum was rushed into the same hospital that my dad had passed away in and um, she had to go through for surgery. So it was year after year for the last um, sort of five or six years, there's just been something happening in the background while I've been running a business and while I've been trying to run, run my life, have a life. Um, so probably the worst timing for launching a business, if I'd known, I definitely, not, not, not knowing what I know now, um, because I know better and I'm happier now and I would 100% keep my career going. But if I'd known what was going to be happening with all these things back then, I would probably have said, you know what, here's maybe better staying in your job, maybe stick with the nine to five, you know, keep the safety net with the, the income coming in. And, you know, you can only, you finish work and you go home and you don't have to think about it as opposed to trying to, you know, work every single day and, and keep a business afloat while you're, you're also worrying about all these other things. So um yeah all these issues were hovering around me and, and keeping my mind busy um and it was a pr pretty stressful time but for me writing is therapy so I wrote a lot I wrote my dad geology I wrote a lot of blog posts when my mum was in hospital I'm a contributor on medium.com and I think if anything it's actually brought me more clients because I share these things I share the tough times and the clients that I have coming to me are people who have been through something really massive and significant, sometimes traumatic in their own lives. So they feel comfortable sharing with me and they trust me because I'm open and, you know, I share all my own stuff as well. So and I love that those are the kind of people that I'm, I'm attracting so that the law of attraction is, is an incredible and powerful thing as well. It so is. And I really want to acknowledge you for that vulnerability and for sharing your story as as you do because you know it's so important I think for us to do that and to let other people out there know that they're not alone because you know we're all going through you know the difficult times and whether you're running a business or you know working 95 trying to build your career you know, whatever it is you're going through, life just doesn't kind of make way for you, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, it, no, it just gets in the way and you have to kind of clamber over it to, to hit your goals. And it is hard and it is tough. And I think the more that we can share those struggles, I know when I was, um, you know, when I was writing uh, my book about uh, my postnatal depression and how that impacted me and what I learned to get through it, it was, I had so many comments from people saying, thank you for sharing your story because, you know, I feel like I'm not the only one that's struggling, even if, even if they, it wasn't exactly the same struggle, everyone has their own experiences. But I'd love to know, um, Kirsten, what um, sort of helped you in that time in terms of personal support community? Because I know certainly for a lot of our listeners and for a lot of my clients, their own personal support community is something that gives them uh, motivation and allows them to have a, a, a release point, a way to talk about what they're going through, even if, you know, if they can't talk about it publicly. So do you have a personal su support community and what does that look like for you? Yes. 
habits. Um, I very much created one when I was going through a lot of my health conditions years ago. I lost a lot of my friends um, in part because I couldn't go out bar hopping and you know was doing all the things I used to do I used to be really active with um, mountain climbing and going to gym and things like that and I just wasn't physically at that point capable of doing it although I'm, I've certainly built it back up working with a personal trainer now but I lost a lot of my friends and I felt very isolated and very lonely and um, kind of tried to focus on my business but then when I was struggling with my business it was because again I was isolated and you know I was on my own so I needed to find people and, and a network. I started volunteering with a charity, Move On, in Glasgow, and I did 200 hours working with them. But the initial training was eight weeks of us sitting in a group and having to share everything. <laughs> and I'd never done that before. I'm a very private person. I never used to share. I would never in a million years have dreamt coming on and talking about myself and my story and sharing things. We were very much brought up to, you keep it in your, you know, keep it behind your own closed doors and swept under carpets and all these kind of popular phrases. Um, so being forced to sit in a circle with strangers and share all, all, all our stuff was terrifying, but I did it. Um, and it was actually easier to share with strangers than it was probably with friends and family. And I met a girl who encouraged me to go out climbing again. And uh, she's one of my dearest friends now. And then I met another friend, my best friend, who also has arthritis. And we understand each other's health conditions. So, But even my friends who have absolutely nothing health-wise wrong with them, they will just say, don't worry about it. If you have to cancel, it's fine. We understand. And it's people like that who just get it. Um, they just accept what I say. There's no grumbling. Um, there's no complaining. There's not, oh, for goodness sake, you know, just pull yourself together. Or maybe if you just got yourself to the gym or kind of trying to be positive, but not really positive comments. Um, so now I only have friends who love me and I love them and they're completely wonderful people and they're really positive and uplifting and, and I do the same for them that they do make for me we uplift each other some of them have their own careers and businesses and some of them are self um I have normal you know nine to five jobs um and then what I did in terms of my career was I set up the co-working group that I mentioned earlier and every Thursday we go into this venue and we sit we take our laptops and we work together we vent we have lunch we chat we try troubleshoot for each other usually within the group there's someone that can solve whatever little issue someone is having that day if it's a technical thing or a website issue um or they need help finding a resource for something there's usually someone that can help but we've been going there for almost a year it's coming up in our one year anniversary and it's an incredible group we've had two babies born we've had a christmas party night out a valentine's well a galentine's day and birthdays and all sorts of lovely things together um which I didn't have before. I had an amazing social life and a lovely family. Um, but Monday to Friday when I was working, or the days that I do work, um, they, I was alone. I was staring at four walls in, in my lovely office and it got really isolating. And that really impacts your mental health when there's no one to go and chat to in your lunch break or, or vent to. So that has been absolutely incredible having that one day a week where I went to people and, and chat to them and, and they're incredible. Um, one of the things that I do is that I am huge on hugging. <laughs> so whenever someone comes in, I, and I always ask permission before because I'm big on consent and, you know, is it okay to have a hug? Um, and then, if, you know, they're giving me the hug rather than me giving them a hug. And every single one of them is, oh my goodness, absolutely. I haven't had a hug today. Um, and there's one girl in particular who's been coming since day one. And she said, I've never experienced this before and I absolutely love it. And I miss my hugs the other days of the week. And 
it, I can feel myself getting emotional just talking about it. But I love it. I, I love that we're all so close and connected now. And there's every week's different people. We sometimes have eight, 10, 15 people, but there's 150 women in the group now and the Facebook group. And whenever anyone's struggling, they can put their hand up and say, help, you know, I need this thing. Or I'm running an event. Would anyone like to come and support my launch? And, and I've been to quite a few of the launches. So it's incredible. And I'm actually up for mentor of the year and 2019. It's one of the awards that one of the uh, few of the girls put me forward for. Um, and I'm a finalist in um, the north of the well, the north of the UK includes Scotland and north of England. So that was incredibly um, exciting. And uh, it was lovely to know that they'd all put me forward for it. So, yeah, I'm really pleased and proud. Well, congratulations on that nomination. That is incredible and sounds very <laughs> well deserved. And love that you actually created your own support group because like you say so often, it's very isolating when we work for ourselves, particularly if you work from home, I think, you know, because you're, there's a lot of blending between your work and your life when you work from home. And sometimes it can be quite hard to delineate between those different parts of your life. So love that you created that group. I know I'm, you know, love my ideal life club, Facebook group. You know, we have lots of um, fun and chats as well. So I completely, that completely resonates with me. And I love that talking about um, work and, and life, you know, it can be quite challenging when you run your own business to create that separation. So how do you make sure that you've got a balance between your work life and your home or family life? I, from, I'd say about two years into my business when I really had to, because of my health, I had to be able to have those boundaries. Um, but in the beginning it was difficult. I was, you know, checking my email every couple of hours, even into the evening over the weekends, just in case there was a potential new client um, or just in case one of my existing clients needed something because I was, that there was an air of desperation because I was new to business and I needed it to be success. I needed financially for it to be a success, but also to prove to myself that I wasn't useless because I'd given up my nine to five. I didn't feel physically capable of having a nine to five. And if I didn't run this business, then I felt like I was just going to be proving right. All the people who said, well, just quit work, just go on benefits. Why, why don't you just do that? I mean, you're, you're technically registered, you know, you could, um, fibromyalgia is a physical disability, um, not hundred percent in terms of, um, I think there's certain rules being changed just now. There's a lot of things going through legislation. Um, but it's, it's still ongoing. So I'm kind of in that limbo stage where I'm not quite disabled, but I kind of am. But um, so it's difficult not really having an identity there as well and not really knowing which club you belong to. But I didn't want to. Um, I've never been the kind of person that can not work, um, even if it was just doing part time in the beginning until I felt um, I had a handle on it and I had a really strong self-care regime and a support network around me. So but there's a lot of people who have my health condition who can't work. Um, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to write a book on working when you have a, an invisible illness. Um, so that's going to come out next year. And it's purely for empowering people who feel like they've lost their identity a little bit and whether they maybe want to eventually go back to work or maybe launch a business or just work part time or, or just a few hours. Um, but in some way be able to have an identity um, outside of feeling disabled or feeling unwell. So that was one of the things that was really I felt passionate about and wanted to help empower people like myself um, because I didn't feel empowered in any way whatsoever. I felt really useless and kind of pathetic. 
and uh, really, really struggled for, for quite a while. So um, sort of lifting yourself up out of that. But I'm, I'm always been a troubleshooter and a silver lining. And if I hadn't got ill, I probably wouldn't have this business. I probably wouldn't have discovered that I wanted to be a book editor and I wanted to work with authors. And I'd probably still be working in the job that I hated because it was secure and the money was good and, you know, the bonuses were great. So... I'm always looking for the silver lining and I think that's something that's really powerful is, you know, okay, something's bad happening, but what can you take out of it? What what positivity can you find at the end of it? Um, can you work towards the, the light at the end of the tunnel? Um, and also if something's not working, maybe it's not the thing that's wrong, maybe it's how you're approaching it. Um, and there's not always you know, answer A or B, maybe you can find a, you know, a C. Um, I always have people coming to me saying, well, should I do this or should I do this? I'm like, well, what about something in between? Or why don't you try looking at it differently? And suddenly we find a different solution that isn't the way it's always been done. Um, so I'm, I'm really big on troubleshooting um, and trying to figure out different ways to do things and uh, trying to be, the, you know, the positive person for everyone around me. Um, but that means I have to find the positive in it myself. Um, but that's been really, really helpful. Helping other people, I think, um, has given me a bit of a sense of purpose. Yeah. And and it's, you know, I think when we have these kind of challenges, like you have health conditions or whatever it might be that that means that you know we, we can't necessarily do things exactly way the way we might want to it does kind of open us up to finding those new pathways and it and it can actually be a great way of becoming more creative can't it and finding yeah. your way through and like you say you apply that when you're working with your clients which is so powerful and fantastic and thinking about about that and and you know what practices you might have you know, every day, I'm wondering as a writer or as a business owner, are there any habits that you have every day or any daily practices that you have that you find make the most difference to your positivity or maybe to your productivity? Um, I have a couple of tools because I am very easily distracted and I'm prone to procrastination. So I'm probably like the worst possible candidate for running business. <laughs> um, so I do have to be quite strict to myself. And one of the ways I've done that is uh, relating to your last question is I have been trying to give myself Tuesdays off because my best friend has Tuesday off. And it took me a while to suddenly think, wait a minute, why, why are you off on a Tuesday and I'm working on a Tuesday? This is my own business. I can change my hours. What on earth? Why am I working Monday to Friday? So I've been trying to be more productive um, four days a week and have Tuesdays off. And it's not worked every single week. But it's motivation that if I'm kind of sitting, you know, maybe procrastinating a little on a Monday or, you know, towards the end of the week and I know that I'm going to have lots of work to do the following week that's spilled over, it's a bit more motivation to go, no, come on, let's get this done because you want Tuesday off, you want to go to the beach, you want to go out for lunch, you want to go for a spa day, um, you want to spend time with your best friend because um, she works on a Saturday and, and it's, we're almost on opposite schedules. So that's been incredible to be able to... <laughs> remind myself that it is my own business and I can work whatever hours I want um however the downside of that is that I was finding myself working late at night because it's quiet and there's not as much noise with the phone and the social media and tv and things like that because it's late at night into the, the wee hours as we say in Scotland and uh but that's that's not great for your sleeping pattern it's not great for your your you know your life in general when you're working till two three in the morning so I do have to be quite strict with myself and if that means keeping myself motivated so that I can have Tuesdays off. Um, I also bought a beautiful sand timer. Um, it's about 
half a foot tall it's very visual and it's got this lovely glittery blue in it and that goes for 15 minutes so I'm like right okay you've got 15 minutes what can you do in 15 minutes let's run through all your social media channels post what you need to for the day next 15 minutes check your emails next 15 minutes write a blog and then that's those three tasks done instead of jumping in to my emails every hour or you know checking them 15 times a day or going back and forth because I sometimes find I go through a bit of a I check Facebook and then I check my emails and then Snapchat and then, you know, I'm back to LinkedIn and then I'm over to Twitter and then I'm back and then you go in a bit of a cycle. Mm. So, <laughs> so I started putting my phone in my drawer um, when I'm editing or I started putting it on um, airplane mode if I need an hour of just solid, you know, work where I don't have any distractions. And when it's not there, when it's not visual, um, it's quite powerful. Uh, I read a study on they took two sets of twins and put them in separate rooms and one set of twins had a mobile phone on their desk, not allowed to touch it, and face down, no notifications aware, you know, you couldn't see anything. And the other twins set had no phone, it was taken away from them. And the ones, I think something crazy high percentage of twins who didn't have their phones visible did better in their test than the ones who had it visible, even though... It wasn't face up. They couldn't see. It was just the visual of it being there. And that was incredibly powerful for me reading that. So I'm a big reader. I love reading and learning and learning stuff like that. (laughs) So that for me, just the action of putting my phone in my drawer, no, it's editing time. No, it's proofreading time. Um, And not, you know, if someone needs me, they can ring my my house phone or they can, you know, they can get in hold of me. But no one's going to need me in 60 minutes that's, that's that urgent. Um, so yeah, just, just having these sort of things and these actions, um, really help me push forward when I'm not feeling so, so productive. I think that's such a great tip. Our mobile phones are the one thing that is, seems to be always <laughs> honest. Now I know I'm totally guilty for that. And just like you, I put it in the drawer or I put it on airplane mode or I put it on silent. Otherwise it's so easy to go down that social media rabbit hole, as you say. So yeah, really love that tip. So just to recap on those tips, guys, see if you can maybe work four days a week and take a day off or even half a day or even a couple of hours. It's a great way to motivate yourself if you know you've got that coming up and maybe use a timer so Kirsten uses a sand timer for 15 minutes but maybe you know if you are going to have your phone out use uh, the timer on your phone or if you have you know something like Amazon Alexa or a Google Home device then maybe you can use that to set a timer for yourself I know that's something I do to remind myself when to go pick up my kids, for example. Otherwise, (laughs) I can get very easily get distracted by what I'm doing. And I do not want to miss that appointment for sure. So um, some great tips there from Kirsten. Um, I'm always really interested to know, um, you know, obviously you're a really key role model being nominated as mentor of the year for this year. So you're obviously, you know, a really key role model in your group. But I always am fascinated to know when I speak to successful women, who are your role models? Oh my goodness, there are so many. <laughs> um, one of my earliest ones was an author purely because it got me really into reading. Um, so Terry Pratchett, who passed away um, a few years ago. Mm. Um, that was the first, I'd read my whole life. I'd read as a child. I got my brother into reading. That's how we bonded. But that was the first book series that I really just absolutely went through every single one and between my brother and I we have a full range of books and he was the first author that I read that had that fantasy world that I really 
you know, grew up with and loved. And that was what got me writing. That's what got me into writing my first couple of novels and the novel that I'm pitching just now to publishing agents. And I've, I've got some interest in a few agents um, is that kind of fantasy world um, where you can just switch off and just write. And just like you were saying in the, the month of uh, November, we have NaNoWriMo where you can just write and write and write and the characters just go off and do whatever they want to do. And it's not, <laughs> you don't really have a sense of control there. And I love that freedom. And um, because in my business, I'm very much um, working within um, certain parameters for my clients and I'm working to a brief and it's very much their book and their story. Um, and uh, I, I love that. I love jumping into other people's stories. Um, but it's nice sometimes to just step back from that and, and, and work on something completely different where your brain and your creativity is just unleashed. So that was the first kind of author that I felt as if almost gave me permission for that. Um, I've been reading Marie Kondo's books uh, and watching her Netflix series recently and I love her quiet energy. I'm very much an introvert, um, although I'm perfectly confident in getting up on stage and, and doing things. I prefer being in quieter, smaller groups and um, I've never been a tidy person. I've always been creatively messy, but I didn't like it. I didn't like being messy um, and it would always sort of drive me nuts and I felt like I was getting distracted. Like my office just now is being decorated and there's a, my, like a mess of Ikea things and lying in front of me and it's distracting. So I've definitely changed this year on how I approach things, um, having a set day where I tidy and organize. And, you know, even uh, I read the other day, someone on LinkedIn said, you know, you should get up and make your bed every morning. And that's something that I have always done my whole life. And just that tiny action of being productive, of doing something right, <laughs> quote unquote, um, and, you know, starting off the day organized and feeling as if you've done something positive. It's a tiny thing, but, you know, just that hydrating myself, making my bed, um, saying something positive to myself in the mirror, you know, those little things that you can do in the morning that can help yourself. So she, she was quite an interesting person to, to um, you know, read her books and, and watch her show. Um, there are so, so many. Um, there's a lot of actresses as well. I'm just about to start reading Michelle Obama's book, which I've heard great things about too. And um, Natalie McNeil, I did her Conquer Club um, a couple of years ago. She's an Emmy winner and she's a coach and she's incredible as well. Again, another sort of quiet energy. Um, I've worked with a lot of coaches over the years and I, I still do and I always will have a coach, but you need to find the right one. And that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice I, I always give to new business owners is find the right people to have around you. Um, friends, family, your support network, your community, but in particular, if you're going to hire a coach and you're going to spend money and invest on it, find the right one. Because I wasted a lot of money um, hiring coaches who weren't right for me. People who are loud and really like, you've got to just go grab it by the, you know, <laughs> and I'm just not that kind of person. I'm not comfortable. And I felt as if I was trying to become them and they were trying to mold me into their version of success. And it wasn't my vision of what I wanted or who I was going to be. And I couldn't envision myself doing what they were doing and being who they are. Um, so now I've, I've found a coach who actually makes me not need her. Um, she's made me comfortable and confident enough and you know, I give her credit, but she said to me, you can give me credit and I really appreciate that, but you don't need me now. You know, you're still gonna work with me for accountability, but you don't need me to make you feel confident. You do that yourself. And it's giving you, you know, finding a coach that gives you that inner strength and helps you pull it out of yourself, which I think is really empowering. Um, 100% I think so important to find the right coach for you and you know any coach that's worth their salt will be more than happy to 
you know, have all the questions fired at them before they, you come on board with them. I know I've got an article on my website all about the questions that you should ask a coach, including myself, before you work with a coach. I've worked with coaches as well. And like you say, you know, it's got to be a good fit. It's got to be the right thing. And I absolutely agree with that mantra of, you know, working with a coach, ideally you're trying to put yourself out of business as a coach because you want your client to learn, you know, the tools and techniques that they can use to coach themselves. I personally am not in the business of coaching someone for the whole of their life. (laughs) Um, It's certainly not, not, not the role that I like to play, but I love that you've got a coach and that they've really helped you. Cause I think that's fantastic. Um, talking about sort of helping people, um, you know, if people feel like they've got a book inside them, whether it's a fictional book or a business book, you know, from your vast experience, how do you think people can best get started? What should they do? Uh, start. <laughs> it's uh, is that the, the biggest hurdle to get over is starting. And um, most people have this idea in their head. And I've had people come to me who've said, oh, I've had this idea for five years, for 10 years, 20 years has been the longest I've, I've had someone who's come to me and said, you know, I've, I've written down some ideas and concepts and characters. Um, it's quite often business people that I've come to me. Um, I do get the odd novel, but which I love, but it's mainly business people who have gone through something difficult in their life. Um, it might be work-related, it might not. I've had a client who's launched his first business and then the business crumbled um, to the point of almost bankruptcy because of the division between him and his business partner. And he's now, you know, phoenix out of the fire, launched a new business just himself with his own team. I've had people who have gone through some horrifically traumatic personal events from people in their family being murdered, people being sent to jail, all sorts of you know, people like myself who have gone through health conditions and come out the other side um, and, you know, have dealt with these things while they're still being parents, while they're still being business owners, while they're still family, friends, you know, mothers, daughters, sisters, and so on. And they, they really have come out the other side and feel like they've got something to share. And a lot of them are sort of business slash hybrid books. Um, and I'm going through sort of what they've written and you know, sort of saying to them, you've got more to give, you know, or, you know, this bit's maybe going off on a tangent. And it's really just nurturing the best book that we can, we can get out of them. And making it, the main thing that I quite often have to say to business owners in particular is the book's not about you as such. Okay, you've got your personal stories, you've got the, the stories that might resonate with your readers, but the book is about your readers. The book is about them and what they're going to take away from it and what actions they're going to take to improve their lives or their, their business or something in their life as well and it is it's always about the reader um any book is the same whether it's the books to entertain if it's to um to nurture if it's to educate um you know if it's to give it's always to give value of of some way so um i always start with with a coach session and we sit down and work out what the book's about what its purpose is um where they're going to market it who their audience is and then we start writing we get there and the first version should just be completely free written no editing no going back no double checking just written straight from the heart soul and mind um and you can do that either pen and paper you could do it on a computer i quite often write my blogs for quickness um, i dictate them into my phone so if you're driving or you're doing housework or you are on your lunch break and you're out for a walk then if you have no other time other than that 30 minutes on your lunch break um, which I've had clients do um, then just dictate into your phone while you're out getting some fresh air and you know multitask that exercise and getting your book written and if you spend 30 minutes a day three four days a week doing that on your lunch break you'll have a book in no time um, 
So I think the thing is to carve out time in your existing schedule rather than trying to add, you know, on top and sort of try and find these extra bits of time. Um, look at your schedule and be honest with yourself and, and figure out, could you spend less time on Facebook? Could you maybe do 30 minutes at the gym instead of 60 and be more effective? Could you um, maybe make your work meetings less long because, you know, everyone wants <laughs> shorter meetings at work? Um, but figure out ways to, to carve out time, get the first draft written and then start sharing it with um, with readers who might be interested. Get some feedback and then find an editor and you'll need you know your book cover and so on and decide if you're going to self-publish or pitch it to, to publishing agents. So, But it's definitely a journey. There's, there's a lot of stages and the key thing is just to get started. Yeah, oh, get started. Put that <laughs> pen to paper. It is the hardest thing to do when you have a blank page in front of you, but I love that really clear common sense advice. Guys, if you have got a book inside you or, you know, it's the same with anything. You want to start your business. You want to write a book. You want to start a blog. Whatever it is, you want to get fit. You have just got to get started. Take a small step this week and move forward from it. Absolutely love that advice, Kirsten. And are there any final tips that you'd like to share with our listeners to help them move forward towards their ideal life and business? The biggest thing for me is picking a date and it doesn't necessarily to be just picking a random date out of the fresh air be realistic about the amount of time that you can commit to whatever your goal is um, and put a date in the diary for when you would like to have achieved it and circle it tell people about it tell friends family colleagues tell whoever will listen that is going to be positive about it don't tell anyone negative because they're just going to drain your energy um, and then you're accountable you're accountable to these people because they're going to ask you about it you're accountable to that date that's circled in your calendar um, and then put mini dates in it you know on the on the way work back from that date so you know what do you need what resources do you need what finances do you need what people do you need to connect with what steps do you you know are you going to be halfway done by the halfway mark if you're not then what do you need to adjust in, in your schedule um, and really try and commit to that date that's coming up there's only something like I think 15 16 weeks till the end of the year so you know if you want something done by the end of the year what are you going to have to have to get you know get done in the next four weeks and eight weeks and 12 weeks and, and work through those stages instead of seeing it as this big massive mountain that you need to climb just look at the first mile and figure out what you need to do in that first stage and then get to the next one and then the next one and take it in you know bite-sized pieces and you know just go a little bit of a time and one of the things that I saw online, which I love, um, it could work for anything, but this girl had bought herself presents. And every time she wrote 10,000 words and then 20 and 30, she got to open a present. And then the big one was a holiday at the end of it. And she was only going to get to book the holiday if she finished her book and, you know, edited it and got it out and got it published. And then she was going to go away and take a copy of her book with her and have a pina colada on the beach and, you know, have this physical copy of her book. But with any task at all, if it's weight loss, you know, maybe you want to go away um, on a spa trip or maybe you want to buy yourself a dress that's a size dress down if it's a you know a health goal you know and things like that you can buy yourself little gifts and then they get bigger and bigger <laughs> and then you get to open them every time you hit a small achievement and I love that so that's one of the things that I, I quite often share with my clients as well now is <laughs> praise yourself as much as possible 
Oh my goodness. Heck yes. Celebrate everything. I'm all about celebrating every single day. There's got to be something you can celebrate, even if it is just managing to get to the bottom of a hot cup of coffee without being interrupted. (laughs) (laughs) But I do love that idea of buying yourself little gifts as well. I know when I first started out in business, I promised myself that when I got my first paying client, I would buy myself something with some of the proceeds and I did and it felt amazing. So great little tip there guys, reward yourself. It's a good way to feel good about your successes and don't play them down. You know, even if you're just in the confines of your own, you know, office, your own room, give yourself a big up because you are amazing if you take any step forward towards your goal. Kirsten, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. I've learned so much, so many incredible tips that I'll make sure, you know, we put some of those in the show notes as well. If anybody's you know, listening and would love to find out more about how to work with you, please, can you share where they can get hold of you? Sure. Um, my website is makemeasuccess.co.uk. Um, and that was inspired purely from me wishing that I had a fairy godmother who would just come along and make me a success. Um, and uh, you can get me on my website. My email is info at makemeasuccess.co.uk. It's also on my website. And so is also my social media um, my social media is different because it's inspired by my tagline, which is hot books and couture coaching. So it's hot books um, at hot books on Twitter and Instagram. That's H A U T E B O K S. And I do hope I spelled that right because I've not had my coffee today and I've <laughs> just been to the gym. So <laughs> it's already three o'clock <laughs> already somehow. Um, yes, yeah, so you can grab me on my website and jump onto all my social media. I love chatting to people on Instagram and LinkedIn and, and Twitter, especially. There's a huge right community on there so if you ever need any inventing or sharing then jump on and use hashtag writing community I'm quite often on there as well and uh, you can chat away to lots of other authors and, and get lots of advice on there too so yeah there's plenty out there if you know who to speak to fantastic so do go and connect with Kirsten guys she's at Hawk Books over on Twitter and Instagram. So do go and connect. It's always great to speak to people. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know, sometimes it can be a little scary if you hear somebody on a podcast, you're not sure whether they really want to talk to you, but do make that effort. Go connect because that is how networking works. And that's how we start to build the connections that help us to reach our goals and live our ideal life. So thank you so, so much, Kirsten. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really good fun. And yes, please do come and jump on and, and chat to me online. I love talking to people and I love hearing stories. Whether you think you'll get it done this year or in, in 10 years, please don't let it be that long. Um, always happy to share some advice and tips. So come say hello. So there you have it. That was my interview with Kirsten. I just love her positive attitude in the face of some real challenges in her life and work. Leave me a comment or drop me a note on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what your favourite part of this interview was and what resonated most with you. I read all your comments and reply personally, so do get in touch. Okay, that's it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Before I go, I would love you to join us in the Ideal Life Club Facebook community, a supportive space I've created on Facebook for ambitious women who want to grow themselves as well as their business. To find out more and join us, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash Ideal Life Club. And finally, if you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would comment, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It really does mean that more amazing women will be able to find the show. 
In the meantime, until next week, be positive, be powerful, be productive, and keep fast-tracking your ideal life. Bye for now. Yeah.